Hello and welcome to this week's Skeptical Reporter. My name is Miruna from the Skeptics in Romania podcast and I am bringing you news on science and skepticism from around the world. Chinese herbal medicines contain ingredients derived from endangered animals, toxic plants and livestock a genetic audit has discovered. Few of these ingredients were listed on the packaging. There's absolutely no honesty in the labeling of these products. What they declare is completely at odds with what's in there, said Mike Bunce, a geneticist at Murdoch University near Perth, Australia, who led the study. Traditional Chinese medicines rack up billions of dollars in worldwide sales each year, and exports to Western countries are on the rise. However, most of the medicines have not been proven to be effective and industry regulation is scant. They identified 68 families of plants, including a poisonous herb called ephedra and the woody vine aristolochia that contains an active ingredient which can cause kidney and liver damage and bladder cancer. Medicinal use of the herb probably explains high rates of bladder cancer in Taiwan, according to a paper published this week in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Many of those traditional Chinese medicine supplements are such adventurous mixtures of multiple ingredients that, quite frankly, nothing surprises me about them, said Edzar Ernst, chair in complementary medicine at Peninsula Medical School in Exeter, UK. In a possible sign of the continuing debate over the teaching of evolution, the governor of Tennessee has allowed a bill that seems to support the teaching of creationism in the classrooms to become a law this week in the United States. The bill will require state and local education authorities to assist teachers to find effective ways to present the science curriculum as it addresses scientific controversies, according to a copy of the bill. Controversial issues listed in that bill include biological evolution, the chemical origins of life, global warming and human cloning. The director of the National Center for Science Education, Eugenie Scott, expressed her disappointment. Telling students that evolution and climate change are scientifically controversial is miseducating them, Scott said in a statement. Good science teachers know that, but the Tennessee legislature has now made it significantly harder to ensure that science is taught responsibly in the state's public schools. Being as Tennessee was the site of the famous 1925 Scopes Monkey Trial, the new law has been dubbed the Monkey Bill. A similar anti-science education bill in Oklahoma has died in committee, but there is now a proposal to amend another bill which would encourage teachers to present scientific strengths and weaknesses of controversial topics such as biological evolution and global warming. A Senate bill in Indiana that would have allowed the teaching of creationism and evolution in science classes reportedly died in the House in February. In 2011, at least seven states considered bills that would limit the teaching of evolution in public schools. Anti-evolution bills in the last several years have failed except in Louisiana. A 2008 law gives teachers the right to bring in supplemental classroom materials that teach ideas contrary to established science in fields including evolution, climate change and the origin of life. A $30 million class action lawsuit has been filed in Canada against Shoppers Drug Mart and Boiron for the sale of popular homeopathic flu remedy Oscillococcinum. Law firm Roy Elliott O'Connor alleges that the two companies have, through their marketing of Oscillococcinum, committed no fewer than 12 separate violations of Consumer Protection Acts. The heart of the case is the claim that Oscillococcinum, Oscillo, does not in fact contain the active ingredient Boiron lists on its packaging. The packaging for Oscillo lists the active ingredient as Anas Barbarie Hepatis et Cordis Extractum 200C. This describes a dilution of an initial extract of heart and liver from the Barbary duck of one part in 100 parts water repeated 200 times. A further complaint in the lawsuit concerns the use of the term 200C. 
This violates the Weights and Measures Act and the Food and Drug Act for C is not a recognized unit of measurement for medicinal ingredients. Indeed, though it is displayed as a measurement, 200C actually describes a process, not a measurement. Moreover, the measurement is confusing and misleading for a higher number actually designates a lower amount. There is less of the ingredient the higher the dilution. Finally, but most importantly, the suit points out that not a single scientific study has reliably shown that the active ingredient listed for Oscillo is effective in treating influenza or at relieving flu symptoms. Nine members of a Fort Lauderdale family of Roma, or gypsies, led by fortune-telling matriarch Rose Marx, were arrested in August on federal fraud conspiracy charges and accused of defrauding their clients of $40 million. Defense attorneys are attacking the criminal indictment on several fronts, hoping to get the charges dismissed before a proposed trial date in November. Lawyers have argued in court papers that the family members had a constitutionally protected right to practice fortune-telling and spiritual healing because it is a part of their religious belief system and fortune-telling is legally considered to be free speech. The family is accused of preying on people at the lowest time of their lives, including exploiting best-selling romance novelist Jude Devereaux during several miscarriages and again after her 8-year-old son Sam died in a traffic accident in 2005. The women of the family told clients that they had the ability to tell the future, to cure people of disease, to chase away evil spirits from homes and bodies, to remove curses and to cleanse the souls of clients and their families and friends. When federal agents arrested the family, they seized hundreds of items of jewelry, more than $1.8 million worth of gold coins, luxury cars, and a fancy home overlooking the intercoastal waterway in Fort Lauderdale, all paid for with the proceeds of the fraud, according to prosecutors. And now for some news in science. Two white dwarf stars, considered the oldest and closest known, have been identified at the University of Oklahoma. Astronomers identified these 11 to 12 billion-year-old white dwarf stars only 100 light-years away from Earth. These stars are the closest known examples of the oldest stars in the universe, forming soon after the Big Bang 13.7 billion years ago. Mukremin Kilik, lead author on the recently published paper, announced the discovery. Kilik says, a white dwarf is like a hot stove. Once the stove is off, it cools slowly over time. By measuring how cool the stove is, we can tell how long it has been off. The two stars we identified have been cooling for billions of years. Kilik explains that white dwarf stars are the burnt-out cores of stars similar to the sun. In about 5 billion years, the sun also will burn out and turn into a white dwarf star. It will lose its outer layers as it dies and turns into an incredibly dense star the size of Earth. The observed stars are located in the constellations Taurus and Ursa Major, respectively. Kilik and colleagues obtained infrared images using NASA's Spitzer Space Telescope to measure the temperature of the stars. Officials with the European Space Agency say they have lost contact with Envisat, their premier Earth-observing satellite. Launched in 2002, the satellite is considered the most sophisticated environmental monitor in orbit, with 10 instruments providing streams of valuable data on everything from ozone, clouds and greenhouse gases. Data from the satellite have figured in more than 2,000 scientific publications. Over the years, Envisat has also offered a unique vantage point on major environmental disasters such as the December 2004 earthquake and tsunami in Southeast Asia and the Deepwater Horizon oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico in 2010. Now scientists fear that the satellite's decade-long run has come to an abrupt end. Problems began on April the 8th when the satellite's signal cut out as it was passing over a ground station in Sweden.
ESA has been working with a team of scientists and engineers to diagnose the problem and to re-establish contact, but the outlook remains unclear. Officials say that the satellite remains in stable orbit around Earth. Its loss would represent yet another setback for scientists tracking a host of climate data after the loss of the orbiting carbon observatory that plummeted into the ocean after being launched in 2009. Even though they speak no language, baboons can achieve one of the first steps in reading, the ability to distinguish real words from nonsense on the basis of the arrangement of their letters. The monkey's ability suggests that reading is based on simple object identification skills rather than on more advanced linguistic skills, according to Jonathan Granger and his colleagues at A. Marseille University in France. When we read, we're capitalizing on object identification, an expertise we already have, and one that's quite ancient, Granger says. We identify a table by its components, its tabletop and four legs. The same goes for identifying words using their component letters. Granger's study was performed on six adolescent baboons, Papio Papio, housed together. The animals had free access to computer screens displaying four-letter strings of words that formed either real English words or meaningless non-words that resembled real words, such as dran or telk. Interested baboons touched the screen to identify the letter string as a word or a non-word. A correct answer earned the food reward. Each baboon had a microchip in its arm that allowed the researchers to identify the individual taking the test. Over 44 days, the animals completed around 50,000 tests. They identified words with an average of 75% accuracy and learned between 81 and 308 words from the 500 words and more than 7,000 randomly generated non-words that they were shown. The team was also able to show that the baboons were truly learning and not just memorizing the words. The hunt for an elusive particle that does not have a distinct antiparticle twin might be over. Dutch physicists report making a new device that appears to create the mysterious entity called the Majorana fermion. It is the fulfillment of a great intellectual challenge that has been with us since 1937, says Marcel Franz, a physicist at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Leo Kavanhoven of the Delft University of Technology and his team assembled the device using an indium antimony nanowire about 100 nanometers across and put a gold metal electrode at one end of the wire and a superconducting electrode near the other end, then applied the magnetic field. The team still needs to refine their measurements, but their discovery could open up new possibilities for quantum computing, the idea of using quantum particles for storing data. Unlike typical quantum particles whose information tends to be easily destroyed, Majorana fermions might make more durable storage units. Destroying Majorana fermions and any data they could potentially store means coordinating an attack of its two separated ends at the exact same time, so data are less likely to be wiped out accidentally. Fundamental subatomic particles that make up matter, such as electrons, have antimatter companions. But Majorana fermions, first theorized over 70 years ago, are a class of particles that are their own antiparticle. And now in local news from Romania, we learned that at the end of this year's World Homeopathy Awareness Week, skeptics in the European country will join the worldwide protest against the unproven practice. The World Homeopathy Awareness Week takes place between the 11th and 16th of April, beginning on Samuel Hahnemann's birthday, the inventor of the practice, and, according to organizers, will be celebrated in more than 40 countries. On the 21st of April this year, the Romanian Secular Humanist Association and the Skeptics in Romania group will organize a protest to let people know that homeopathy is just plain water. The participants will overdose on homeopathy pills in a bid to show that they contain no active ingredients. 
Eight countries have announced they will also take part in the 1023 campaign with the slogan Homeopathy, there's nothing in it. This was Miruna for The Skeptical Reporter. This show was recorded today, the 13th of April, 2012. Thank you for listening.